0: The following is a presentation of Amarillo Fellowship, a community dedicated to spreading the love and hope of Christ. For more information and other podcasts, visit AmarilloFellowship.com. Well, I am really excited to talk to you guys this morning. this week, my husband and I, and a few of our staff, and a few of um, uh, some leaders, got to go to a conference this week, and it was called Seeds Conference, and it was in Oklahoma, it was in Tulsa, and I tell you what, God really spoke to our hearts while we were there. We were so refreshed and renewed, and just got to hear. Um, what God is doing uh, as a church, as a whole, man, God is doing great and mighty things throughout the whole kingdom of God. You know that, that God is, his name is being lifted high all around the world today. And I was just, I left my husband in Tulsa. That's why you've got me this morning. The pastor's conference thing, they had something yesterday for him, Uh, he went to one of their services, and then tonight he's going to Church of the Harvest with Pastor Kirk, who's been here a couple of times, and so um, he's not here with us today, so you've got me. (laughs) See how blessed and highly favored you are? (laughs) Oh, Anyway, I'm really excited to talk to you guys about what God has has put on my heart, and Many things I'm going to be talking about, I've never spoken publicly about, but a few months ago, God put them on my heart and just told me, it's time for me to share my story, so if you will allow me the opportunity, I'm going to be a little bit more vulnerable and open my heart and just kind of speak to you a little bit about what God has done in my life, and I'm going to use some stuff that's happened in my life, because I think it's the clearest way to show you how to be an overcomer, um, is if you see what it is that's happened in my life. And so, and I have another story that I'm going to share with you that will just really um, touch your heart. But, you know, a lot of times we don't like to talk about things that are in our past because we like to keep those in our past. And a lot of things we shouldn't really talk about or bring up because they are in our past. But um, as I was thinking about this this week, and I was just praying about, Lord, are you sure this is what you want me to do? I just really felt like God said, yes, it is. Because some of the things that I've walked through have now made me stronger. They have made me have more perseverance in my life. They've developed godly character in me. Things that, you know, you don't develop character and things in your life when it's just all good. It happens when it's in the hard times. I was thinking about this illustration, um, and I didn't share share it earlier, but it's coming back to my mind. You don't know what's really inside of you until you get squeezed, I was thinking about a tube of toothpaste, you know, like you take that tube of toothpaste and then when you put the squeeze on it, the toothpaste comes out. It's kind of like in our lives. When we get squeezed, what's on the inside comes out. And sometimes it's, it's pretty and sometimes it just shows us some areas in our life that God's wanting to develop in us, right? I will tell you, it, going through difficult things and hardships have, all, have made me more compassionate for others, because if you haven't walked through a difficult time, it's hard to relate to somebody. I was thinking about depression. If you have never had depression in your life, you can just think, man, just snap out of it, get over it, it's all over, you know, just get over it. But if you've walked in depression, you've had depression that's, that's attacked you, you know that it's not something that you can just get over. It's, sometimes it can be a chemical thing. Sometimes it can be just an attack of the enemy. But depression is a real thing. And I didn't have compassion for others because I'm a real happy person. I'm just like, seriously, get happy. Get over it, you know? But walking through it made, has made me much more compassionate towards people who do deal with those types of things. Then just yesterday, I saw this graphic. And guys, if you'll just throw this up. It says, don't be ashamed of your story. It just might inspire someone. You know, my story might inspire you today, but your story might inspire somebody today too. Your story, you have a story and you have something to give and to share with others. Don't be ashamed of your story because it can help and inspire someone. Do you know that the Lord has been with you every day? step of your life and that includes the good times and the bad times that God has been with you through every season of your life that you've not walked one step of this journey alone even though you may have felt abandoned at times he's always been right beside you cheering you on do you know that God is your biggest cheerleader He wants you to succeed. He wants you to get through life and be a complete victorious overcomer. Philippians 1 verse 6 says this, Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. So God is going to complete his work in us. Romans 5, verses 1 through 5 says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings. Why? Why? because we know that suffering produces perseverance and per- perseverance character and character hope and hope does not disappoint amen you have to know that God does not allow us to go anything go through anything that we cannot handle it may feel like at the time that we cannot handle it but when we come out on the other side if we choose we will discover that we are now stronger Than when we walked through it to begin with. We will realize that we are more dependent on Christ. Than when we walked through the hardship at the beginning. It is a choice though. I will say it is a choice. You don't just. You have to choose it. Because if you don't choose. To look at positively through the situation. You go a completely different direction. And we're going to talk about that. We discover that God is for us. And if God is for us, who can be against us? Just as Romans 8.31 says that. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Man, I'm telling you, that's a good word to be able to hold on to. If God's for you, who can be against you? If God's on your side, who can be against you? Nobody. Nobody can be against you if God's on your side. you got to believe that God's on your side. As God has brought healing to my heart, I believe God is bringing healing to our hearts today if we will choose to let go of past hurts and allow the Holy Spirit to touch us from the inside out. At first, I wanted to call this message Wounded in the House of My Friends because the way you get hurt or wounded is by those who are close to us, right? Those who we let into our hearts We experience our deepest heartaches from those who we let into our hearts and those we let into our inner circle and those who we're open and vulnerable with. Would you agree with that? If you let somebody into your heart, if you don't let somebody in your heart, they can't hurt you, right? But when you open up your heart and you let people in, that's when you put yourself in the position of, you put yourself in the position of being allowed to be hurt. Jesus was no exception to this. Did you know that one of his 12 disciples, he, he poured his love into, and I don't believe for one second that he, um, I believe that when he poured into his disciples, even though he knew that Judas was going to betray him, I feel like, I, I just sense that God did not, Jesus didn't just say, well, he's going to betray me down the road, so I'm not really going to put all as much into him, because I know down the road he's going to hurt me. No, he didn't. He poured his whole life into his disciples. And Judas was the one who betrayed him. And how did he betray him on the night of his betrayal? With a kiss, with intimacy, with something very dear and sweet. You don't let somebody just walk up and kiss you. At least I hope that you don't. If you don't know them, I mean, maybe you do. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> Please don't walk up and kiss me. <laughs> When a person who we love Who we've let close, into, close to us And who we've let into our hearts Hurts us and wounds us What it does is we start building walls in our life So we start to self-protect In order to save ourselves from feeling pain and hurt And before long if we don't forgive that person We start to become resentful Bitter and unforgiving We have a situation that happens in our life, and what we do is we say, well, I'm not going to let that happen again. And so we go get a brick, and we stick it right here. And then somebody does something else to us, or that same person does something else, and we, so we we go get another brick, and we put another brick right here. And before long, what we've done, we've made a, a, a brick house all the way around us to surround us, because if we put enough bricks around us, it won't, they can't penetrate us, they can't hurt us. Does that make sense? How many of us have done that in our life? We've let things and we put bricks around us because what we do is we say, okay, you can come into my life, but you can only come this far. And I don't want you to come any closer because if you do, I'm gonna bite your head off. You've seen that happen before, haven't you? But we do that to self-protect. We do that to protect ourselves because we don't want to be hurt. We've been hurt one too many times, and I'm not going to let that happen again. We make vows in our hearts, and we say, you're not going to do that to me again. I'm never going to do that again. How many of you guys have said things like that? I'm never. That's never going to happen to me. I'm never going to date another person like this. I'm never going to do that or this again. We've all said those things, Right. Why do we do that? It's because we've experienced the pain of when we do that. We self-protect ourselves. And then we begin looking through life. We've been looking at life through a protective filter. And what that means is it just means like, you know how, you put your glass, you have, if you don't wear glasses, but you put a pair of sunglasses on, that has like a filter on it. If you, all of a sudden you just start looking at everything through a, a protective filter, which means you start to not trust, you don't trust people anymore. So when people let you down, you go, well, you just start expecting that to happen. Have you ever been around anyone who's held on to some old grudges or something that's happened to them years ago and they've never let it go? It's not a real pretty thing. It's actually really ugly. Usually they're very bitter and mean, and they're hurtful to themselves and to others. As much ministry as we've done over the years, and just reaching out to people, and just being in people's lives, one of the things I have learned is that hurting people hurt people. I know that when people come at me, and they may say things that they don't mean, or they may say say mean things to me, Most of the time I just look at it and I just have to think, okay, they probably really don't mean that. What they're probably experiencing is they have some kind of hurt in their own life and they're just lashing out at the closest person to them and they're just being, spitting out some hateful things. We have to understand that hurting people hurt people and if we're not careful, we allow ourselves to become a victim and we take on the victim mentality and we get stuck in that place and we never move past that moment in time. And this is what I want to focus in on for just a minute because this is what happened to me. And I want to just tell you a little, st- a little bit about my story and let you in on a, little, a couple of things that might help somebody today. Years ago, um, and I've had some difficult things happen in my life. But this particular thing just happened to be the one thing that was very difficult for me to overcome. Years ago, Richie and I were on staff at a church and I love this church so much and I still do, and it's a great church doing amazing things to build God's kingdom. I gave my heart to this church and to the people there. We were such favored people in that church, and my husband kept getting promotions and the pastor loved us and we loved the pastor and the entire staff and and in one day everything changed. We lost every friend we had because one of the pastors there lied about us and I was shocked. I was heartbroken and literally could not believe that someone would or could do such a thing. I was completely broken on the inside, and there were days I could hardly breathe from the heaviness that was so strong. You may not have a story like that, but you probably have a story that something has happened in your life. In my heart, I would ask God, please show me my sin so I can make whatever I have done wrong right. I want to make it right. And this is before I really understood grace, and I kept asking God, how can godly people do such ungodly things? I don't, I really don't understand. I lived in that state of mind for far too long, and I, even though I tried to move on I kept, and kept praying and forgiving, my mind would still drag me back to the, all these questions, and the pain I was experiencing was extremely real. And maybe you've had a similar experiences, and you know my story is not the only one to here today. This particular story happened from a church. But hurtful things can happen in a family, in a marriage, with your children, at work. They can happen anywhere you're in relationship with people. You see, it's not an institution that hurts you, right? An institution can't do anything. It's a building. It's people, it's people. That's what happens. It's, anytime you're going to be in a relationship with anyone, you're going to have to understand that, that just, there's a chance that there is going to be conflict in that, in that situation. Every person has a story. Every person in this room has a story. And you've had painful things happen to you. But today you can choose to let it go, let it go. <laughs> oh. If only I could have Ella up here, she could help me with that song. Actually, this would have been a great title for the message, is to let it go. You know, because really we've got to learn to let things go. We have got to learn to let things go. And, you know, I need to tell you where I got stuck because I think it's where a lot of people get stuck in life and they, they can't move past this moment. For the next three years of that particular event, even though I had verbally said I had forgiven this person and It still had an effect on me. I would continue to ask God, why has this happened to me? And this event in my life was still consuming my thoughts. I got stuck and I didn't understand why I simply could not move on. And I will never forget the day that God showed me what was happening to me. I was, at a church, I was at Church of the Harvest at Girlfriends Conference, and Christine Kane was speaking. She was talking about the children of Israel coming out of Egypt, and I don't remember exactly what she said. I just remember God spoke to me as clear as day and said, you've allowed yourself to become a victim. And I was like, what? Are you sure, God? I don't really feel like I'm acting like a victim, but let me tell you what the words were that kept coming out of my mouth all the time. Oh, man, can you believe this has happened to me? I can't believe this has happened to me. Man, Can you? I want you to feel sorry for me. I wanted to bring people into my my circle and tell them how I didn't really spread things. I really didn't. But I, I tell you, I wanted people to feel bad about how much pain I was experiencing. And you want to bring others into that circle. How many of you guys know what I'm talking about? It's easy to go, come into my circle. Come tell me all this this pain that I'm experiencing. Would you please feel sorry for me? Will you please try to help me feel better about this situation? I had become a victim, and I did not even know that I had allowed myself to do that. He said, you're still living in that moment, and you're still trying to fix something that you can never fix. Your heart is still connected to a moment in time and you have not moved on. That event and the people that hurt you are controlling you because you have given them the power to do so. And I want to talk on that for just a moment because let me tell you something. We allow people to take parts of our lives and they don't even know they've done it. Does that make sense? Is anybody here... Just hearing what I'm saying, because God wants you to know that you don't have to live in that moment any longer. You can choose to let it go. Your heart can let go of the things that you have held on to. So you can choose right now to completely let it go and totally forgive, or you can continue to give time, energy, and your life to something that is in the past. Let it go. It was in that moment that I was truly able to release my past and forgive unconditionally. The enemy had me bound up, and even though I was doing what God had called me to do, I was not walking in freedom, nor was I walking in all that God had for me. That day, it felt like a weight had lifted off me. I got a brand new life, because it felt like a 1,000 pounds had just lifted right off of me. You know, the book of John says this. Jesus said, I have come to give you life, And life to the full. But I had to choose to walk and receive that abundant life. One full of joy, peace, contentment, and life. We have to choose to walk in the life. We have to choose it. It doesn't just come. Because guess what comes? Self-pity comes. Feeling sorry for ourselves. Thinking that we're not good enough. Feeling sorry for ourselves is one of those worst things in the world. Because what we do is we, we wind up just pouting Pouting and saying, you know, if I was better at this or if I was better at that, if my life hadn't turned this way, guess what? You get to choose your life. You get to choose to stand up and do the right things. God says, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. But you have to walk in it and choose it today. As I was praying about sharing this, I was picturing the entire church body, and I was thinking about how everyone in this room has a story. Everyone has something they have walked through. Maybe it's a marriage that broke up. Maybe it's a child that's made bad choices and you feel responsible for them. Maybe it's a parent who has hurt you and left you and abandoned you. Maybe it's a boyfriend or a girlfriend that's dumped you. Maybe it's a friend who's stolen from you. Maybe it's a business partner that did you wrong. You never know what someone has walked through. Even sitting on this same row right next to you today, do you know what the people sitting next to you have walked through in their life? We don't know. I want to see, is Kathy here in the room? Kathy Miles, is she in here? This, Okay, Kathy, can you guys come up here? I'm going to share a story with you guys. And I didn't bring her up last service because I, I hadn't asked permission to do that. And um, this story is just so amazing. I just want to share it with you guys but they said they would come up here with me so I want to share this story and I want you to know how how much God has done in Kathy and Chris's life but Kathy's life. And I'm going to just give a little cliff notes version of what happened in Kathy's life. It's pretty amazing. She sent me her testimony last night and I I was crying so hard after reading it. I was like, okay, we're going to have to do a video testimony or something because I'm not going to do this justice in the morning. But the basic gist of what happened in Kathy's life back in 2000, she was married and her, to an abusive husband. And this, the, the abuse got really bad to the point where he, was, you know, he would pull her down the stairs, dragging her hair, um, just crazy things and bad things. I mean, just very controlling situation. Um, she wanted to get help, but that was not happening, and she they, they became separated. and And her husband had said, "Hey, would you come home? We're gonna I'd like to talk to you about the marriage." And she said, um, "Yeah." So she came back. Her parents didn't feel good about it, but she went ahead and came over anyway. She left her daughter at her parents' house. As they're talking, she's in her little girl's room packing clothes to go back to her mom's house, and. Her husband, who had been on a prescription medication, a lot of it, and really was not in his right mind, went into a closet um, that had the guns in it. And basically, he started shooting at her. And he shot her once, and then she ran past him. And then, she, then he basically, by the time it was done, he shot her seven times. And he thought she was going to be left for dead. She made it to the neighbor's house to be passed out next door, and she stands here today, breathing. This morning, it just makes it so much more personal when you realize what somebody that sits in this church, she's been coming, they've been coming to the church for a couple of years, I had no clue. I had no idea that somebody in our church had been through such a tragedy, which makes my story seem like nothing. (laughs) But, you know, it's not about that. It's about every single person has a story. Every single person has something they've walked through. And this is what I love about Kathy. She walked through this tragedy. And how in the world did she come out able to love and forgive and to continue to live for God? Only Jesus can heal that. How many of us would still be feeling sorry for ourselves? It takes courage to get up and forgive and to move on with your life. It's easy to walk in self-pity and to sulk the rest of your life. Would you agree? Yeah. I want to have Kathy just share one little thing she told me right after the first service, and so you guys are getting what the first service did not get, about what happened when she chose to forgive, and then when her daughter, who was little, grew up in that, and what she did to forgive. Can you say that in just a minute or two?
1: Um, my daughter at the time was 10 when all this had happened. She wasn't there. And he also mentally abused her and physically, which some of it I didn't ever know about. But, um, after it was all said and done, he ended up committing suicide and I thought I'm never going to have answers. And my daughter for four or five years, she just had a bunch of anger and bitter and everything. And... With counseling and God and everything else one day we woke up and she said mom I forgave him and when she forgave him mountains of blessing came over her and me and I know today that if I didn't forgive him sure he did what he did but I can't move past it I have an amazing husband God blessed us with another little girl my daughter, who is now going to be 26, she's married, she's, beautiful. she's amazing. She's got so many blessings from this. So know that whatever happens, God always has a plan, and he's faithful. Stay with him, and you, we can overcome anything. I see this now, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's not a big deal that happened to me. And I'm like, it really is. Because I was like, Okay. But then there's people that they can't forgive little things and you're like, um, really? Suck it up, we can get over this. (laughs) I mean that's how we feel. (laughs) That's awesome. That's right.
0: (laughs) Thank you guys. love Uh, Love you guys. Love you. Man, what an amazing testimony, right? What an amazing testimony, and it truly is. Man, when you choose to forgive, you just let the burdens fall off of you. I'm telling you, it changed my life. You know, the point of this message today is God's desire is for us to walk in total and complete forgiveness and to live the abundant life that he paid at the cross for us to live. We have to make a choice to let it go. Let go of things that have happened to you and forgive. If we choose to do that, we live free. If we don't, we put ourselves in jail. You put your own self in jail when you don't forgive. It only hurts you. It does not hurt the other person. They may not even know that you're not forgiving them. All you do is put yourself in a position of defeat when you do that. So we have to choose to make, we have to make the choice to let it go. Let go of the things that have happened to you and forgive. If we choose to do that, we will live free. It's time to stop asking, why did that happen to me? Why did this happen to me? And just trust God that he's got your back. Trust that he's got your best interest in mind, that he's got your life in the palm of his hand, that he will never leave you nor forsake you. You are his we live in a fallen world and we live with imperfect people who make mistakes all the time. Guess what? We are those imperfect people. We are the people who make the mistakes. How many times have you, have you hurt somebody intentionally or unintentionally? On, on purpose or, or not on purpose? Maybe you accidentally did something to somebody. The same grace that we want Extend to to us when we make mistakes is the same grace that we need to extend to others as they make mistakes and have in our past. This is not just something to deal with the past, but I think it's something to deal with just in real life. Real time and in the future too Because you know what, anytime you're going to live life You're going to you're gonna have to understand that you're going to come up Against some opposition And you're going to have some things that come into your life That are not going to be fun and they're not going to be pretty And you're going to get to make the choice Whether you're going to allow yourself To get into the pit The pit of despair Y'all know the movie Princess Bride The pit of despair Anyway um, That was funny Moving right along. Another thing that I've learned that has really helped me, because you can't have answers to everything. First of all, you just need to know these things are not worth holding on to. And if you'll kind of understand that sometimes godly people do ungodly things, and that sometimes ungodly things happen to godly people, it will help you. It'll help you understand this. You know what? We're all human, we all make mistakes. Things just happen. Most of the time, people are not trying to really hurt you. There are some truly mean people in this world, but the general rule is, I believe, that most people are not trying to be mean and hurtful to you. The things just happen. You just never know. Sometimes they're just pouring out of the filter, out of the reservoir of what's inside of them, just like I talked about the tube of toothpaste. You know what? Sometimes they just haven't had God's love in their life, and that's just all they know how to respond to. So this world is full of imperfect people. And only as we draw from God can he fill us up completely to where the overflow is total forgiveness and love one for another. So today I want to encourage you to let it go. By this time, I hope you understand, I'm really wanting you to let it go. And let God handle your life because when you do, God takes care of the situation a lot better than you can. And you know, God can do in a moment what you could try to fix for years. So when you stop trying to fix it and let God do it, let him take care of it. Let him take care of it. Just let it go. But he can't fix it if you're trying to fix it. So let him. He does a much better job. You know, after I released this situation completely over to God... People who are involved in that issue have come to us and asked us for forgiveness for the way that we were treated, and truly God has restored and mended our hearts in this particular situation. We are so thankful for all that God has done in our hearts and lives. But you know what? There's going to be a lot of times in your life that you're not going to get that. Something's going to happen in your life, and nobody's ever going to say, I'm sorry, or would you forgive me? I still think we need to choose To forgive. I just think it's never the wrong thing to say, you know what? I know that you hurt me. And even if you're saying it verbally to yourself and just saying, you know what? I choose to forgive every person who's wronged me, who has done me, has done anything to hurt me. Whether it's been intentional or unintentional. And I'm telling you, God will do a great and mighty work in your heart, and you'll be able to forgive, and you'll have peace in your heart, and you won't walk around angry and frustrated. You know when you hold unforgiveness in your heart? Do you know that it can cause physical issues? If you have physical issues, I'm not saying all physical issues come from this, because I don't believe that. but. But stress can do really bad things to your body. And so when you don't forgive, it causes bad stress things in your body. And it can cause arthritis, it can cause stomach issues, things like that. We don't want to let anybody have that kind of power over our life. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. We're here to please one person only, and that is our God. It is our King, it is our God. So that the scripture here at the end is, He who began a good work in you will bring it to its full completion. I want you to remember that God is going to finish the work in you. God will bring it to its full completion. And no weapon formed against you shall prosper. No weapon. You know what the enemy, every, the Bible talks about, uh, talks about, anytime the enemy comes and steals from you, that he has to repay you seven times what he's taken. And you have to know that in order to go back and get what it is the enemy is trying to take from you. Maybe he's tried to take your kids. Maybe he's tried to take your marriage. Maybe he's tried to take your job. Maybe he's tried to take your finances. I don't know. Relationships. But I'm going to tell you right now, God has got a great plan for your life. And if we'll choose to walk in complete and total forgiveness, we will be so full of joy that we will, the world will know we are different so God has come to give us life and life to the full. And, you know, as we can... This has been a presentation of Amarillo Fellowship, a community dedicated to spreading the love and hope of Christ. For more information and other podcasts, visit AmarilloFellowship.com.